Hey guys, it's Dominique again, and I'm back with another episode of the Wise Words Podcast. I hope you all had a great, great, great Thanksgiving. I know I did. I had such a good Thanksgiving, y'all. I've been eating good all weekend. <laughs> like leftovers. They had like a fish fry yesterday I went to. Man, I got to go home. I got to be with my family. I got to link up with a few people. I'm just, you know, still full and just happy and well rested just from the whole weekend itself. And so I hope you guys enjoyed y'all holiday too. You know, like I said on my bonus episode, which I hope you guys checked out. Holidays can sometimes be a little hard for most people, but overall, you know, you can get a lot of good out of the holidays, especially if you're spending it with people who you love and people who you, you know appreciate. And they appreciate you back. You know, they reciprocate what you give. Definitely. You know, those are the people who you want to spend holidays with. But I had a great holiday. I'm back at it. I know you guys, you know, heard the bonus episode. Doesn't mean that regular episodes are going to stop. <laughs> I am still on the right schedule, thankfully. So I do have a new episode for you guys today. And the topic is, I ain't going to say it's like depressing, but it's an important topic. So if you guys haven't noticed, like sometimes when I do one topic, like the week before, they all kind of coincide, like they all kind of link together some way. And so the last full episode was about grief, which I got a lot of good feedback about the episode. Shout out to all you guys who listen and who subscribe, but also who share it. And you also give me feedback on like your favorite episode. Thank you guys so much. That's like really like super, super helpful. Like I'm not even joking. And so I got so much good feedback on the grief episode and it just made me realize, okay, I need to do another episode on something that really, you know, comes from grief. And it's one of those really big issues that a lot of people are not talking about, especially in the black communities, but just in the world in general, it's one of those topics that's like, it's big, but people don't want to talk about it because it's too sad or it's too harsh or it's too emotionally, you know, distraught, but we need to talk about it because not only is it important to our mental health, but definitely the spiritual health. And I really want to talk about it because, you know, it can be a lot of biblical, you know, it can be a lot of biblical, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Conflicts when it comes with it too. So that's why I really want to hit on this topic. This is a trigger warning. If this is a topic that is just too harsh for you, it's okay. Don't listen to it. You know, wait until you feel like you're in a good headspace to listen to this episode then. Um, I'm not going to go real in detail about a lot of examples, but I am going to give like real world kind of, you know, caveats that you guys can hear and be like, wow, you know, I've seen it kind of firsthand not witnessed it but you know like I've experienced it in different aspects so without further ado let's jump into the episode so today's topic is suicide and uh, you know this is one of those topics man like I said in the intro it's not that it's not even, you know, talked about a lot because I will say that as society and culture has grown more to accept mental health, you know, mental health used to be real taboo back in the day. Now, thanks to my generation <laughs> and generations under us, you know, it is becoming more popular and more prevalent to talk about in culture. However, it's still one of those things that people look at it or they hear about it and they judge or they're not really, you know, receptive of talking about it. But the thing is, when you talk about it. Because suicide, y'all, is like a big deal. 
And it's a lot more common than y'all, you know, think it's a lot more common than people really give credit for. And I'm not saying that like everybody just offing themselves, you know, and kill themselves, which kind of in a sense is happening. But, you know, like everybody's having even suicidal thoughts, like the thought of wanting to die. Let me just go into my therapy mode real quick, because I do work with clients. I work with teenage clients. This topic itself comes up a lot in my sessions, in my, you know, day to day interactions with them. Like I hear this word thrown around a lot. Now, when we think about suicide, you know, typically people are thinking about, I want to kill myself. Y'all, suicide is not just, I want to kill myself. It really is that just, I don't want to live no more. I am having thoughts of dying. I'm having thoughts of not being here. And then when it gets to that extreme point, yeah, then it's like, okay, now I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to take myself out. Since ain't nobody else going to take me out, I'm going to take myself out. That's where it becomes really dangerous. And I think suicidal thoughts are really common because we got to explore kind of where they come from. So if you're somebody who's listening to this and you've ever been suicidal, you've ever had a suicidal thought, you may have not even ever attempted it, but you just thought about it. You know, you may have not had a plan, but you thought about it. And then there's some some of y'all who are listening to this and you actually attempted it. And let me just say, I thank God so much that you are here. I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad you you know that the plan did not succeed, that you did actually, you know, fail. <laughs> I hate to say it in that aspect, but you know, the, the attempt did not work and you're still here because you have a reason for living. You know, you got a purpose. Everybody has a purpose. I truly believe that. But also, you know, this may be one of those topics where, you hear about it and you're like, man, I can't believe that I was in such a dark space. But it's really not hard to get to that dark space because we got to think about it. Life is already pressure enough. So we live in a society where we're always comparing ourselves to people or people on social media and their lives and how they're, you know, so popular and their skin so clear and they look so pretty and they got the perfect body and they got a perfect relationship. Yada, yada, yada. All this stuff is really easy to get to that dark place of where you just feel like I don't want to live anymore now a lot of us you know we've been through tough situations and we could say like I ain't never thought of killing myself I will say I have been in really tough situations things that were like really depressing really sad really hard for me and I never ever had like a suicide plan a suicide okay I'm just gonna kill myself I'm just gonna end it all no I ain't never been there but I have been in a place you know, if I'm being transparent, where I'm just like, I just want the pain to stop. And y'all, this is my first point. Suicide does not always come from you want to die. A lot of people, when they're suicidal, they just want the pain to stop. They just want, you know, something to get better. And they've reached a point of hopelessness where they feel like no matter what happens or who steps in, nothing's going to get better. That's how it is, you know, at my job, whenever I'm, um, you know, dealing with clients, we do these screeners. They're called the CSSR screeners. If you're a therapist listening to this or a mental health worker, you're probably already familiar with this screener. I do it like clockwork all the time. I have to because as soon as I hear the word suicide, it's like you can't take that stuff lightly. All threats and stuff have to be taken seriously because you may think, oh, they playing, they ain't going to kill themselves. And then next thing you know, boom, they didn't attempt it. And so, like, When I, you know, do those screeners and stuff, especially like the full screeners when I have to do it, I, it doesn't surprise me when I ask them, do you really want to die? Or do you just want the pain to stop? A lot of them will tell you, I just want the pain to stop. You know, 
I've been through this. I've been through X, Y, Z and I'm tired and I don't know, you know, what else to do here. I feel like my life is never going to get better. I'm always expecting the worst. I'm scared of the future. The, you know, the unknown, it scares me. It's never really just that sense of I want to die. It all comes from feelings and not knowing how to deal with those feelings. Depression, anxiety, guilt, and hopelessness are like the four main emotions that drive suicidal thoughts. You know, depression and anxiety, those alone are some strong, strong feelings that can lead to mental health disorders. That's why people have anxiety disorders or depression disorder, you know, major major depressive disorder. You know, they, they just feel like you can't get out of that funk. You can't get out of that gloomy place where man, I just don't feel like nothing nothing else is going to go good for me. And so the only thing that they think is if I end my life, then it'll be over. You know, I want to deal with it no more. And so that's why a lot of people will result to the suicidal thoughts, you know, the thoughts of just not wanting to be alive. And that goes to my next point. So suicidal thoughts, let's just go a little bit deeper into it because I am a therapist. So y'all know I like to teach y'all this stuff. A suicidal thought isn't just always somebody saying, I want to take a gun and kill myself. I want to take a bunch of pills and end my life. It can even be wanting to die, but not necessarily want to be the one that does the killing. If that makes sense. Like perfect example, if I have a client and they say, you know, I'm feeling suicidal. I want to kill myself. The next thing I would probably ask them is, do you have a plan and do you have intention? Meaning, do you have a specific way that you're going to kill yourself or do you have intention of acting on that plan to kill yourself? Or do you just generally want to go to sleep and not wake up? That's kind of how things kind of vary. So the suicidal thoughts can vary. If somebody has ever expressed to you that they got a plan to kill themselves and they want to kill themselves, then that is definitely a big, big, big red flag. You need to call somebody. You need to get them to a mental health facility or some kind of mental health professional and get them some help ASAP. If they're saying stuff like, I don't want to kill myself, but I want to die. That's still dangerous because suicide in that sense can be them walking in front of a moving car. Like that's suicide. That's a suicide attempt. Like if they just, you know, I don't want to specifically kill myself, but I want to die. Then that's still suicide. And so that would be that person. Like I said, in the example, I just, you know, stated they'll go into the heaviest traffic, you know, in the street and they'll just run out there. And want to get hit by a car they're not doing to kill them but they're but they have that plan and they're like well i want to die so i'm gonna do what i need to do to die things like that you know and there are other there are other examples y'all of it like i said this is this is one of those sensitive content episodes because i'm just giving y'all the real about things that i see as a mental health professional and things that i've you know seen in experiences of knowing people who have attempted suicide or you know knowing things that that I see and hear in a day-to-day job about okay so this is what I just heard about another suicide attempt like this is what happens it's not just always somebody wants to you know kill themselves on their own like they sometimes they just want to die they just want to go to sleep and not wake up this is where people take a lot of you know medications they just which is an attempt but you know it's just that sense of I just want to go to sleep and I don't want to wake up anymore you know um queer real quick example sorry tongue tied but real quick example um when I was in internship this actually happened and I did not know the kid real personally because it was one of those kids in my internship I did not work with them real like right off 
you know, like close in contact. They assigned certain kids for me to be the ones that I'm like, okay, you're an intern. You're going to take over this case. So this particular kid that I'm thinking of was not somebody who I was close. There wasn't a case that I was, you know, over like that, but it was one that I knew because I was working under a counselor, you know, the one who was helping me with my internship and they knew the kid real well. So I had to interact with the kids sometimes because we were all just being in the same place sometimes, you know, because it's residential. And I remember it was the time for the kids, you know, go home. And the therapist was real, real eerie. She was like, I just don't know if the kid is ready to go home. And, you know, was bringing it up to other professionals. And they was like, well, you know, there's only so much that we can do. And that's the truth. You know, therapy, we can't make people perfect. perfect. We can only, you know, stabilize and stuff like that, especially depending on um, what setting you are a therapist in, like inpatient, you know, residential, outpatient, like all of that stuff varies. But um, <clears throat> the kid was already talking about, you know, wanting to die and actually had like, sort of an attempt and it wasn't a drastic attempt but it was still an attempt and this made the therapist get all kinds of red flags like nope I don't want to send them home but at the same time there's like there's nothing else that we can do and then there are other factors that go into it like if they stay here who's going to pay for it stuff like that unfortunately because that's just the life that we live in and so the kid goes home and Next thing, you know, like the therapist gets a call and I'm there whenever this therapist was alerted because I'm an internship, but I was right there by the therapist and one of the workers came and said, okay, so this kid just attempted suicide again. And this time they were almost successful. They went into like the grave details of how this kid went somewhere and like was literally there y'all for, I want to say seven minutes and the kid, when they found the kid, they were near death, like the gurgling blood type of near death. And I mean, me just seeing the kid's face and hearing that was, it was hard. And I think me and the therapist just kind of sat there in a minute. And the therapist told me, you know, that's one of the hardest jobs or that's one of the hardest points of this job is knowing that even though you do all you can, they may still leave here and not feel like they have a reason to live or my attempt it because it's like, I hate to say it's a demon that you fight, but it really is. It's like something that is always in their mind, that intrusive thought of you kill yourself, you know, don't live anymore. You don't have a reason to live. And it pushes people to the edge. And, you know, you once knew this person, you once saw this person and you did all this work with them and treatment only for them to leave. And you hope that they're going to have great life, but they attempted again and the good news about that story even though I know that was probably really hard for some of y'all to hear the kid did not die the kid lived you know they found the kid in time but that kid was like on the brink of death when they found him and that's where it comes to that point of suicide is not something that's not common y'all it's very common not just in teenagers adults attempt suicide men you know attempt suicide women attempt suicide in fact studies show that men are going to do more lethal methods than women so like when women you know we're going to do the methods that don't inflict a lot of pain like you know taking pills or um 
you know, maybe injecting yourself with something, maybe doing something like your own medication and you know, you're supposed to take it a certain amount of medication, but you may just say, okay, I accidentally took more because I was just trying to sleep longer. You may take alcohol or something that you're not supposed to with the medication. You know, women, they typically do a, a lesser lethal method. Men are the type who, when they attempt suicide, they're, they're typically lethal. That's where the firearms come in, you know, they get a gun or they'll, um, cause an accident like they'll literally crash their car into something it it can get real real lethal when it comes to men and there are some women don't get me wrong who do that same thing and there are some men who do women's kind of normal methods but I'm just telling y'all what research has shown in a aspect of suicide I've known people you know in families black families who have attempted suicide and this is kind of what's going to drive the next point before I get into the spiritual part of it a lot of times our reactions to people who attempt suicide especially in black families are horrible why because we look at it as that was selfish why would they do that they're leaving their children they're leaving this da 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 y'all if there's one way to make me mad like piss me off is to react to somebody like attempting suicide in that way. Do not react to nobody like that, y'all. Because that's main one of the main reasons why sometimes they go to that point. They already feel like they can't do anything right. So now you come up and say, now why would you do that? You know, that was selfish. That was stupid. This, this, and this. You're just going to drive them further and further into depression. That is not okay. And yes, like that. I have heard reactions like that. I, like I said, I'm going to give y'all too many examples on this episode because I know it's a tough topic and I don't want to go deep into, you know, a whole lot of what I've seen and experienced in life. But yeah, black families, some white families, but yeah, they they have reacted in that way. And it's like, you really think that that's helping the situation? No, it's not. Okay, we got to understand that. When it comes to suicide, we should not chastise people who attempt it. We should not shame them or make them feel more guilty than they already feel. Because you got to remember, there are those four emotions that I talked about. Depression, anxiety, guilt, hopelessness that already drove them to this point. They already feel probably guilty about something that they did or they didn't do. They already feel hopeless about their life and their situation. What good is it going to do if you come in and add more to it? You're just going to send them to that point again. You're going to send them to the next. Okay, I'm going to, you know, recover and I'm going to get out this hospital. And then guess what? I'm going to attempt it again. And we can't do that. We cannot do that. We should not make people feel guilty, you know, if they attempt. So if you know somebody in your family or a family friend or anybody who has attempted suicide, do not make them feel bad for it. Give them love and comfort. Okay. Let them know that they are still important and that they have a purpose in their life. This actually brings me, you know, to the next point of if y'all notice, and this is actually a challenge. I'm gonna challenge some of y'all who listen to this podcast because I want to see if somebody can find it. Because when I prepare for my episodes, y'all, I typically do a lot of like researching on scriptures about the topic that I'm talking on. And do y'all know that when I was like looking for just suicide for one, since I'm going into the spiritual aspect, let me just say suicide is in the Bible. So that's why I kind of did my blog post. And if you haven't read it yet, go and read it where it says mental health is not um, biblical. That's why, you know, I did that post because mental health can be seen in the Bible. People kill themselves in the Bible. The two people who I'm thinking of is Judas, of course. He's probably the most prevalent um, example that people think of when they think of suicide in the Bible is Judas. And that happens. We see that in, um, I think it's Matthew 
chapter 27 verses 3 through 5 if I'm not mistaken but y'all know Judas betrayed Jesus and he felt so guilty he killed himself he hung himself I think it says in the scripture I'm gonna try to find it later if I can so I can kind of prove it but yeah I think he hung himself now that's not to say that what he did was right but what what I was trying to get to is do y'all notice like I don't even think it's been condemned in the Bible like I don't I can't find a scripture where God is condemning them from killing them for killing themselves because for one you know scripture says there is no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus there is no condemnation condemnation means that you are you know condemning people you're judging them you're speaking on them you know as if you're the judge and we're not and people in the Bible were not condemned so why are we condemning people in the world for when they attempt it? We shouldn't be condemning nobody because we're not God. We are not the judge of you're a good person, you're a bad person. We really can't do that. And so I'm not saying that suicide is right. But what I'm saying is we should not be condemning and judging people who attempt it because that means that something is wrong and they need help. It doesn't mean that we're better than them because we haven't you know attempted it it means that we need to be trying to meet them in the middle somehow trying to get them some help because why you know you gotta under you gotta ask yourself why would they you know get to that point where they want to hurt themselves but it happens it really does happen and it's just you know it's sad i did find a scripture y'all Woo-hoo. but yeah um matthew 27 Three through five, that is right. It was like when Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us? They replied, that's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. Literally says hanged himself. So yeah, Judas killed himself in the Bible. He literally killed himself. And after that, y'all, I don't see nothing there where it said, you know, God said, shame on you, Judas. And, you know, I don't see that in the Bible. Now, if you're listening to this, if you can find a scripture that condemns suicide, like, you know, send me a message. Hit me up. Call me. Like, if you got my number, some call me, text me, do something for real. Because I really want to. I know that I don't know everything for one. So I'm always open to learning from other people. And if you can find a scripture that condemns it. Like saying the Lord was like, okay, suicide leads to this, this, and this. And that's okay, cool, great. I will, you know, come back in the next episode and congratulate you. I'll give you a shout out, whatever. I may cash at you. Who knows? <laughs> but, <laughs> but seriously, like, I don't see where it condemns it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying that God says that suicide, you know, is good. God is not telling you to kill yourself. What I'm saying is if God doesn't, condemn the people who did it why are we condemning them that's really the point that i'm trying to drive home because that's what happens you know i told y'all the reactions that i see from black families or white families or people in general when family members attempt suicide it is so disheartening like they taking it as oh you just doing it for attention and you just want to be seen and you just don't know how to deal with stuff y'all that is the wrong way to react to somebody who is suicidal even somebody who says i feel suicidal you know that i take that stuff serious you cannot say that around me i think one time i had a friend that said man i was just thinking about what if how would things be if i just wasn't alive anymore and i literally was like do not say that you know do not imagine life without you here because you are important you need to be here this and that like i take that stuff serious 
ain't no way I would have been like, man, why would you say that? That's stupid, man. If you're going to think like that, then just go do like y'all y'all and then y'all wonder why people kill themselves like we can't do that we cannot condemn people who have suicidal thoughts god didn't i ain't seen no scripture where he condemned them so why are we doing it like i said if you find one holler at me but if you don't then let me just you know continue with what i'm saying do not condemn people who have suicidal thoughts or who have attempted suicide in the past they are human like we're human and we need to love them just, just the way that God loves us. If God could forgive them, they're still here, they're still alive, so they still have purpose, then why can't we forgive them? Why can't we love them past that? Another example of suicide in the Bible is actually Samson. And with Samson, his his situation was a little, was a little different, but not so much as Judas, because both of them felt guilt is what we see in both of those examples. Samson's is in Judges, the book of Judges, chapter 16, verse 23 through 31. Go read it yourself if you don't believe me, but go read it. But y'all remember the um, story of Samson and Delilah where Delilah was, you know, she basically tricked that man and she had him do stuff and he wasn't supposed to be doing that. And basically, boom, she cut his hair off. He lost all the strength. Basically, she betrayed him to um the people who was looking for him and Samson actually was guilty of a lot of stuff. Like Samson had blood on his hands. And so in the part where he kills himself and judges, um, 23 through 31, somewhere in between there, you know, he was saying like, okay, let me repay back all the lives that I took. And he makes the whole little tower thingies falling themselves there's actually a little picture of it in one of my kids bible i know right a kids bible but it wasn't a graphic picture it was just like you saw temples falling and so he made the temples fall and it only killed people but it killed himself too so that was one of those examples where it's like okay i know judas he only killed himself he didn't say he hung other people he just hung himself whereas with samson other people died with him so it wasn't just him that died it was some other people that died because he made a whole temple fall down but he still like intentionally he knew okay i'm going to die so killed himself you know and it all was driven off of guilt guilt is a really strong emotion y'all like if you feel guilty about something then that's gonna that can eat away at you if you don't learn forgiveness and learn that god forgives and that you know people can forgive you and that you can come back from it i always tell people you know there is a big difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is I did a bad thing. Shame is I'm a bad person because I did a bad thing. And the thing is, is that if you don't deal with guilt, it most likely turns into shame. And then that shame turns into hopelessness. And then next thing you know, you're suicidal. You're thinking, I can never come back from this. I want to die. Boom. Suicide. Just Nobody just wakes up, y'all, and say, I just want to die today. Suicide comes from thoughts that are just driving you to the point where you're like, I'll never get out of this hole. You know, it's like a dark hole and you feel like there is no other escape. That's why we need to not even give pity to people because nobody wants a pity party, but give empathy and give love to people who have been in this place. I think all of us, you know, who are listening to this, either know somebody in our families, know somebody who we're, you know, close to like friends or coworkers or acquaintances who have either considered suicide or attempted. We need to take that serious. Okay, lack of resilience. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I be talking so fast that I be messing my words up. So let me slow it down. Resiliency, resiliency. I think I said it right. Yeah, but lack of resiliency is what typically causes people to get to that point because when you're resilient, you can push through stuff. Like something in you just says, you know what? I'm not gonna give up, 
and I'm going to keep pushing. And then you actually start to experience better days. People who are suicidal, they don't feel like they're going to experience better days. They lack resiliency. Faith in God actually builds resiliency. That's why in therapy and mental health, we actually applaud people or we encourage people to have some kind of spiritual beliefs. We encourage you to be a Christian. We encourage you to have some type of belief in something because that's what's going to drive resiliency so that you don't give up on life. You're going to think, okay, I have something to live for. My life has a purpose because you do. That's why we encourage that in counseling. Yeah, we can't always talk about it in sessions, you know, ethics wise. We can't pray and stuff like that in sessions. I, I get it. And, you know, I'm going to be ethical. But we do encourage some kind of spirituality because what that encourages is a protective factor. There are risk factors and protective factors when it comes to suicide. If you got more risk factors than protective factors, then that person is more more than likely going to want to attempt suicide. They want to, you know, successfully complete a suicide attempt. If they have a lot of protective factors, then that's what's going to keep them from killing themselves because they're going to think about, I have something to live for. Protective factors can be like family, a family that cares about you and actually supports you and doesn't chastise you when you say, I feel suicidal, I'm depressed. That's going to be something to think about. Like, you know what? I ain't going to kill myself because I got people who love me and they're going to be really sad. Just like going back to the example of my friend that said that one statement, I don't even think my friend was really trying to imply that they wanted to kill themselves but how would I have known because I'm not in their head and that's why I took it serious and I just said you know I love you and hey don't even think like that because there are other people here that love you and you got a purpose here you know and yes that person is still alive and I ain't never heard them say anything else like that ever again because that was I was a protective factor in that moment you know something in their mind was able to click that man if I kill myself this is really going to hurt Dominique. And Dominique is telling me right here in this moment that I'm loved and that, you know, there's a reason for me living. They probably saw that as a protective factor. And that's a good thing. And so the other thing with the spiritual aspect of it is, you know, we see suicide in the Bible and it's driven by guilt. I wonder what Judas and Samson would have done if they realized that God loved them despite of what they did. I don't think they would have killed themselves. I, I feel like, you know, maybe something would have pushed them. Now, in Judas's case, you know, Judas, he had missed a bad, y'all. He portrayed Jesus of all people. Like, he portrayed Jesus. But what Jews don't even know is Jesus was going to die anyway. Like, it was the, that was the whole plan. And that's why, if you even notice in Scripture, which is why I love reading the Bible and I love getting revelations like this, Jesus did not, you know, curse Judas. He didn't tell, like, Jesus said it in the beginning, y'all. He said, one of y'all going to betray me. When they was eating at the Last Supper, they was, you know, passing bread and drinking wine and all that stuff. He said, one of y'all, you know, y'all going to betray me. He didn't even know who, but he knew it was somebody. And even then, he didn't switch up the way he, you know, was around him. He still operated in love because that was his, you know, calling. God called him to suffer in love. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, Jesus was betrayed by that man and Jesus didn't look at him and be like, man, I hope you die. You know, it probably even grieved Jesus if he, you know, if I'm just thinking about if I was in that moment where Jesus was, I bet Jesus probably would even feel bad that Judas killed himself. That he betrayed him. Cause that's just the type of man Jesus was, you know, people was humiliate, humiliating him and hurting him and beating him. And he was just like, father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. He was so forgiving. I just hope that I can get to that point in life where I, you know, I just have that big of a heart where people 
intentionally trying to do wrong me and I'm still like God just forgive them you know they don't know they don't know no better I am I feel like I'm getting to that point because I don't even hold grudges like that because I know like if somebody is doing something that means that something in them is hurting there's something in them that's lacking like why do they love money so much Judas did all that for money and then after it was done he felt so bad he was remorseful that's what the scripture says man he was like man the money wasn't even worth it I just betrayed Jesus but thing is Jesus knew he was gonna die he knew that. And I just feel like, you know, what if God would have, what if Judas would have listened if God would have said, hey, you know what, dude, this was going to happen regardless whether you did what you did or not. If it wasn't going to be you, it was going to be somebody else. So don't, you know, don't beat yourself up. It's okay. Don't kill yourself. Don't, you know, you got something to live for. I can redeem you from this because that's what God is. He's a redeemer. But, you know, Judas probably wasn't hearing that. Judas was probably hearing, man, I just messed up and I can't make this right. Kill yourself. That's the point I want to drive home to kind of end this is that for one, God forgives. I think of the scripture like Psalms 103 and three, you know, he forgives us of our sins. God is going to forgive us and he cleanses of, of our sins. It's not just the fact that we're forgiving y'all, but God wipes it away. So that's what he means by repentance. You know, when we repent and we say, God, I'm sorry. And I hate that I do this. It's almost like you're basically doing a 180, not a 360. Cause that means that nothing changed. It just means you did a full circle. A 180 though, like you turn around and you go the other way. God forgives, you know, he throws the sins into the sea of forgetfulness. And it's like, it never even happened. Once you ask for forgiveness, God wipes away all of our sins. And I think of another scripture that is first John one and nine, you know, where it talks about the cleansing of our sins. I'm just giving y'all these scriptures because I want y'all to go read them yourselves. <laughs> like replay it, hear the scripture and go read it yourself. I'm trying to get y'all to study. Amen. But the main point for those scriptures is that you got to forgive yourself and you got to love yourself because God forgives you and God loves you. I truly believe that, you know, if Judas or Samson, the two examples that I used that killed themselves, that they would have truly repented to God and said, God, I'm so sorry. And I want you to make me a created me a clean heart and renewing me a right and steadfast spirit. And I want, you know, to be a new person. God would have forgave them and he would have used them. He would have he would have made it better. He would have turned their life around, y'all. It's just that they didn't, they were not at that point. And that's why I brought up that point of resiliency. You know, faith in God builds resiliency. Sometimes when your faith is weak, you can't get to that point because you don't know. What if God doesn't love me after this? What if I can't be redeemed because I messed up so bad? And that's where a lot of people in our lives are at. You know, they may have done something or may have experienced something that they feel like they'll never come back from, like trauma. You know, they may have been raped. They may have been hurt. They may have been cheated on. They may something may have happened to them that they're like, I don't have a reason for living and I'll never be able to come back from this. This is always going to be a part of my identity. Like they internalize their trauma as who they are. And that's not. No, that's not true. Your trauma isn't who you are. And that's what mental health comes in. So. Say all this to say, for one, if you know somebody, y'all, who is depressed, who is suicidal, who has attempted suicide before, maybe they have not even attempted suicide, but they've said stuff like in messages or phone calls that y'all have had conversations where they're like, man, what if I was just dead? Like, what if, you know, I wonder if life would just be better if I wasn't here? Like, love them, y'all. Pray for them, for one. If you don't do nothing else, pray for them. Don't just say, I'm praying for you. Please don't do lip service. Like, actually pray for them. Say a prayer for them. Say, God, please heal their heart. Please deliver them from whatever negative thoughts they may be having. 
you know, say a prayer for them, then love them and comfort them and reassure them that they are here for a reason, that they have a purpose in life. And that even though they attempted suicide for the ones who attempted that, that doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It doesn't mean that people are looking at them differently. Like they're a nutcase, let them know that they're still loved and that it's okay. And that they can be redeemed from that and that their past does not dictate who they are in the present. It's the past for a reason, just like God throws sins into the sea of forgetfulness Throw what they did into the sea for sea of forgiveness. Yeah, you you attempted suicide, whatever. We love you now because you're here now. So do that. You know, if you know somebody who's feeling suicidal or just even depressed or feeling hopeless, think about the four emotions that I said. If they even feeling that, then you need to be comforting them. Like even if my friends say that they're anxious or they have anxiety. Yeah, I get it. Anxiety can be normal, but it can also be toxic. You know, if the anxiety gets you to the point where you got to do something to relieve it, like smoke or drink or do like just unhealthy stuff. That's where I just take everything serious. And it's not because I'm just trying to be a super therapist to everybody in my life. I promise I'm not. It's just because I know how serious stuff can get. So, you know, comfort somebody and also encourage them to seek mental health so encourage them to go see a therapist encourage them if they need to check into a facility tell them to do it go do it like sometimes you need that you need to just unplug from the world because typically facilities like we take away phones like they're not going to have none of that stuff and sometimes that's what you need it's just to be unplugged from the world I didn't fasted from social media a few times y'all I think I'm finna do it here in a few days like I'm finna go on another fast and social media is probably like I'm just gonna delete my apps temporarily I ain't gonna deactivate but I'ma just get it out of sight of the mind so I can like focus on like prayer and stuff like that Sometimes you got to do that, though, because sometimes that's what's driving the hopelessness and the depression is stuff that you're seeing around the world. Everybody else is having a good life. Why am I not? All these other girls look cute on social media. Why don't I look cute? They got all these likes. Why can't I get all these likes? What's wrong with me? This dude, he got all this. Why can't I have that? Like, it really does drive people sometimes to depression. That's why I'd be like, don't even spend all your time on social media. That's why I like reading books. I like, you know, doing other activities. I like going to the park. I like doing a whole nother life outside of social media because it helps me stay centered and peaceful. But if you don't take nothing else away, know that God loves you and that if you love God, then you can learn how to love yourself. There are millions of scriptures that talk about God's forgiveness and God's love. I'm not even going to go through all of them. I said them in previous episodes. So if you need to just go through my last few episodes and skip through if you need to until you hear a scripture. But seriously, you know, suicide is serious and we do need to do more as a people just being on top of it and trying our best to prevent it. Build protective factors in people that you love and build protective factors in yourself. So maybe somebody who's listening to this has considered suicide. I am not judging you if you have. But if you have, you know, surround yourself with God's love. Pray for yourself and ask somebody to pray for you. There is no shame. If somebody were to listen to this episode right now and message me and say, man, Dominique, they really spoke to me because, you know, just a few months ago, nobody knows this, but I was thinking about killing myself. I would not judge them. I would be like, you know what? I am so glad you didn't. And I love you. I probably pray for them right then and there. Maybe not over the phone because I probably ain't got their number. They may message me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, but I would like take a moment and I would just say a prayer right there for that person because this is serious y'all we don't want to keep losing people to suicide okay i'm sad that samson and judas 
was lost to suicide. Now, of course, you know, it all worked out because the Bible is the Bible. And, you know, like I said, Jesus was going to get betrayed anyway. Jesus probably didn't even know that. But here we are. We are in the world. We need to be loving ourselves and loving others, especially if they're having suicidal thoughts and we need to take suicide serious. So if people are bringing this stuff up and if you're feeling this, then take action. Do not wait until it gets to a drastic point, y'all. I'm telling you right now to take action. There is a suicide hotline. I will put the number in the description of this episode. Do not feel, you know, do not feel afraid. Call that number if you need to talk to somebody. But I just hope that we can all take it serious more and just know that, you know, the same way we are loved, that we can love other people. All right. And that is the end of the episode. See, that wasn't too bad. You know, (laughs) it wasn't too bad. I know that was probably tough. No, for real. You know, I know that was probably a really sensitive topic, but. Uh, that's the beauty of this podcast. We talk about all these topics, you know, stuff that other people are typically not going to talk about or going to scatter around. Nope. We're going to address it. I'm going to teach on it and I'm going to bring it all together so that mental health and spiritual health work together and not against each other. Okay. So now that we know that God loves us, he's not going to condemn us no matter what. Let's walk in that. Let's not condemn other people. If they've attempted suicide, we're not going to condemn them. We're going to love them and we're going to pray for them and we're going to help, you know, we're going to help them to see the purpose in their life just like we see the purpose in our lives. Okay, great. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for listening. We made it to the end. Don't forget to share this podcast with somebody who you feel like it may help or encourage don't forget to give this podcast a five-star rating especially if you're listening on apple Podcasts. i know y'all getting a notification whenever it says ding there's a new episode available <laughs> and i love seeing that notification because it's like it, i don't know it's just kind of like a reminder of man i'm really doing this but i am and i'm going to keep doing this every week so continue to tune in continue to share the podcast continue to give it a rating leave reviews thank you for the ones who give me feedback you know you text me or you message me my mama is definitely one of those she's my biggest fan that's why I love her <laughs> oh, I love you mom I know you're listening to this but like she always gives me feedback and she's not the only one you know friends and you know acquaintances who hear it they give me feedback too so don't feel afraid give me feedback I love feedback like I said I don't know everything especially y'all if y'all can find that scripture like I said go ahead text me it's okay I like a challenge <laughs> I really do I like confrontation I like challenges so that's fine with me if you got to message me on some stuff but if nothing else i hope that this helps somebody thank you guys so much continue to read you know the blog posts continue to listen to the episodes and yeah you know i talk more about this in the blog post about mental health it's not unbiblical if you're thinking of which one it is it's on my website so go check that out but until next time god bless enjoy this last day a lot of us gotta go back to work tomorrow and i know that sucks but (laughs) you know make the most of it while you can So you guys have a great day. Love you. See you soon.